Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining the HR Truth. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad you guys had a little hoot at our first introductory little episode. So now we're back and we're just going to give you some feeds on some topic. All the truth and nothing in between. Exactly. We're your hosts, Janie. E&J. Not a drink, don't mistake it, all right? It should be at this rate. (laughs) But today, we would like to get into some good topic on what it's like to enter into the field of HR today. Yeah, I get excited. Very beginning. Exactly. So who do we have to go with as far as interview process? Who actually does this practice Do they really actually practice? Do they actually really get equipped when coming into these interview process that last maybe 30 minutes tops? (laughs) Not really. And for all of you HR professionals or specialists that are going into the recruitment realm, please be warned. (laughs) My girls can tell you, my past girls, my future girls, and everybody in between can tell you it drives me nuts. When a recruiter is not prepared for their interviewer, and what drives me even crazier is when an interviewer is not prepared for their interview. So anybody who's coming into the fields, you gotta be, you gotta be (laughs) be careful. So let's talk about how we start, how we get in the game of being in HR, right? For example, what exactly is it that you need in order for you to strive to make an impact when you're interviewing and the interview says, Hey, you have great qualifications. You're, you're one of the tops, right? And, and let's start by saying that right now, I'm sure almost all of you graduating from college are probably pounding into you, revamp your resume, show all your highlights and your skills and what you can tackle. Keep in mind, a lot of the newer companies, the bigger box companies, are steering away from resumes altogether and are turning more towards assessment tests just to see what it is that you know and your knowledge in the field. Now, if you've never worked an HR job before, that can be pretty intimidating because as much as a textbook can try to prepare you, you're just never going to be prepared. No, not at all. So these assessment tests are really matched up with their top performers in the company and top performers in that specific department that you're trying to enter into. So it's really, really important. If you can get an internship, you can get your feet wet, or you can find somebody to kind of help you get your foot in the door, even start, even if it's just an admin position or pushing papers on the outside, do it. Yeah. But let's talk about this assessment situation, right? Because Being in college, going through my master's program, you know, there's always loopholes. 
All right, let's, let's get to the nitty gritty here, right? So for example, when people go into different websites and different portals, you have the ability to help your fellow students. For example, there are assessments for college education level slash college degree situation courses where they pose the questions and then they put the answers, right? So what's, what's a matter of us going into the assessment, having dual screens and just copy and pasting the question and answering it based on what has been done before. So in actuality, there's always going to be a loophole, right? So what do you do then? It's all about your characteristics. Yeah, and and the assessments really are for the companies because let's let's be honest. In every perfect world, any company starting off, they want their top earners working for them. Why wouldn't they? Yes. They, they, there's a lot of people who've gotten hired over the years that have put a lot of fluff in their resume. As we say in our world, is it truth or is it BS? Because you, you'll figure that out as somebody's working. It, so. That's another thing. Don't lie on your resume. <laughs> Don't lie on your application because the minute we as the interviewing manager get it in our heads that you understand this topic, trust me, you're going to be there. You're going to be there for the nitty gritty. And yeah. let me tell you, it's not a pretty picture when you have a deer within headlights type of look <laughs> and we already know we've hit that gold. And believe you me, when the interviewer sees that, they had fun <laughs> fun not just in the sense of watching your sweat go down your forehead but more fun in the sense that it's like oh we gotta tell their manager they don't know what they're doing exactly <laughs> so again it's more or less about doing your homework making sure that you understand what is the job requirement of the position that you're applying for especially in hr do your homework do your due diligence and above all network because networking is the most important factor, no matter what station you are in your life, whether you are a returning student and you're over 40 or you're still an undergraduate learning and wanting to go into the HR world. So again, it's more or less of constant communications with your peers, with your teachers, your professors, to getting a glimpse of what it is. And like Jay said, internship. Internship is most important. Maybe because we're a little old school, but don't be lazy. No. <laughs> put, put the work in. Listen, we both started off at the very bottom and we put the work in. I can tell you there was plenty of times that I was in my little New York office and I worked pretty late. <laughs> sure. Do we want to do we want to go out and have a good time all the time? Sure. But when it comes down to the projects at hand and the nitty-gritty and what needs to get done, listen, there's priorities here and there's there's a difference between who's really going to thrive and who's just going to coast. Now, are you a basic betty, right? Are basic you basic betty. betty? That's the magic yes. word here. So, let me tell you something, guys. When I started working with Jay, she would stay till six, seven o'clock. And I get it. But I always think you always have to have that balance, that work-life balance, yeah. right? And I basically told myself, at the end, you have to leave before 5.30. If I'm out the door, you best believe you're going to be out the door. So 
I will agree with you on this. <laughs> However, it also depends on who your manager is. There is some demographics, as we should say, that have a perception of the people who live in the office until 7, 8 o'clock at night are the hard workers. When really, that is a false pretense. It really is a reflection of your time management skills. And I can tell you in the beginning, I struggled with that big time because I would get stuck in a project or somebody in operations would come to me and be like, I have an employee who's disgruntled. Please take this call. <laughs> and I would stop everything I was doing to assist that along the way. And I lived in the office. And yes. Yeah, I, I mean, lived in the office. I remember when our old boss and no names mentioned up here had me on my first executive project with the execs and I probably stayed until close to nine o'clock at night, like the cleaning crew. <laughs> and we had one other coworker of ours that was in another department and she was the sweetest little lady on the planet. And she used to come out with her Jamaican accent and be like, what are you doing here still? What are you doing? The whole concept is don't be a slave to your work especially if you're getting involved into HR for the first time ever. Learn how to adjust and learn how to balance between work and life. Now, with the jobs interview process. So let's talk about some craziness, right? What have you seen that you can't even make it up? <laughs> what, what do we want to start with? We oh, start with the people coming in. Yes, people coming or? in. Okay. What their attire is, what so, did they ask of you? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay, so people. meeting in the realm that I've had, I've had a couple different recruiters and coaching recruitment managers and talent acquisition managers throughout the years. I've seen some wild things. One of the more common things that like, they just don't prepare you for is when you schedule an interviewer, they confirm they're coming to the interview. They get there early. They show up and they're wearing something just off the wall. Like, like you wouldn't wear that. Prime example. We had a lady who came in for a payroll position. Uh -huh. Now, for all you newbies going into recruitment, there are two types of recruiters in my mind. Don't, don't take this as book definition, but in my mind, there is the recruiters that recruit for the field. These are, you know, your workers that come in to work with operations, they're in the field, they're at a client location, and then you have your recruiters who recruit for corporate. Now, if you're looking for a corporate position, the first key is to make sure that that personality meshes well with the rest of the group. If you have a bunch of type A personalities, don't come in and bring in a submissive and think they're going to be happy and work out in two months. It's just not going to work. <laughs> if you have a group of male-dominated, driven operations managers, don't come and hire a feminist and say, you guys are going to be best friends. You know those conversations are going to come off rough. Well, with those two types of recruiters, when you're recruiting for corporate, you got to think these are the people that exhibit your definition of what it is to be a XYZ employee. That means company culture. Do they fit the mold? Is that what we're actually looking for here? So when you're looking for somebody to fit into the plug, you want to make sure they not only speak well, they not only have the qualifications, they have a personality, and they can mesh well with the team. 
Well, I can't tell you time and time again. I had one incident where I had a, a young lady come in for a payroll position. And it was one of those moments where I looked outside my office and I said, please, dear Lord, tell me that that is not for me. <laughs> she strutted down the corridor of the office building before even getting to our front door. I saw her coming. And I will say she was wearing the most inappropriate work outfit that I would I would kill my child if they oh, showed up with them. She had stiletto heels on. Nice. Like she was going to a club on a Friday night. Nice. Low Cleveland shirt. <laughs> pants that were two sizes too small. Oh, boy. And then on top of that, she had makeup done like she was going to a beauty pageant, which is fine. You know, if you like Maybe makeup. Maybe she learned it on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. But you don't show up without business professional attire, a low Cleveland shirt, and stiletto heels to a first interview that nobody knows you. What you wear presents yourself. So if you want to get a real good shake at this job, make sure that you put your outfit together right in the morning. I said, okay, Jay, that's fine. Maybe she really likes heels. I love heels. And no judgment on that. I not at all. Not at all. Okay. But she then proceeds to come to the front desk, ask for the recruiter. Goes to the recruiter and says, um, yeah, I will be honest, my printer wasn't working. And can you print out my resume for me? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to your email. Can you just print it out for me? Because I just didn't have time. Okay. The minute I heard that, I'm like, so you knew that there was an interview. You A, showed up inappropriately dressed, and then you B don't have any of the stuff you need to conduct, to be in an interview and actually sit there and have a conversation with me. You're presenting yourself as lazy. That's essentially what you're doing. I'm prepared. I'm, pre- I'm saying like it, it was lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then you ask the recruiter to go print out your resume. Listen, I get it. Things happen. We all have bad mornings. Of course. Printer doesn't work sometimes. But... Make sure you're 15 minutes early to the interview. Make sure you take the effort. Go to Staples. Print out your resume to have it ready. And not the resume with the colorful colors either. I'm not talking <laughs> the pinks and the purples. Legally blonde people. <laughs> Honestly, no one cares about the colors. No. And the reality is most recruiters, they skim through your resume. They don't even read no. the stuff that you wrote. That's the, that's the truth. They want to assess your personality. They want to see... Can you fit them all? Again, going back to the assessment questions. Okay. Those assessment tests, yes. Bigger companies, they're using them now. They're getting rid of resumes. They want they want to, you know, drive company profit by getting the right people in the right job. Get that. And he's right. You can totally cheat on any of those assessment tests if you wanted to to get your foot in the door. However, those assessment tests do not prove if you are prepared for a job. Correct. This is just me rambling on, but... When you were in college and you didn't pass the test, uh-huh. okay, what did you do? So we had to take it all over again. Okay. And we had to study. We had to take notes and everything. That's school. This is life. Exactly. So, again, it's it's not even about your BA, your MA, your BS. No one cares. No. It's all about real life university, people. It's all about understanding and grasping 
firsthand knowledge with the experience. So always remember that. Never think that just because you have a 4.0 GPA, you're going to get places. It's more about who you know and exactly what you know what to do. And also be honest with the people that you're networking with. Don't, don't, don't try to push them to get you into this position because, you know, mommy and daddy really want you to be here or you in your head have a theory about where you want to be. I always ask my team this when they start. They, every single person who has ever worked for me or under me, I always ask them, where do you want to specialize in? And I love that question because they all swear on a stack of Bibles. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I know already from being in the field, whether you're right, spot on about where you want to be or you're way off. And exactly. You get to figure that out. And then the, the problem here, Jay, is that people don't really know the characteristics or they want to pretend that they want to be an extrovert when they're actually an introvert and they don't really like dealing with people. And basically, HR is dealing with people. Right. So what do you do in that situation? What do you do when you get into a company and you have to assess the department, which I've done <laughs> several times, and it's all about cleanup. It's uh, about learning the personality. Ah, uh, the cleanup. All right. By the way, we all specialize in this, <laughs> and I love it. Yes. So, as we said it before, I'm very, oh, how you want to call it, zen mode. I always want to see exactly what it is that you strive for while jay over here is cutthroat and dry saying okay this one it this one not it listen i am cutthroat you're my little hippie yes yes but we don't have time for that like it's okay i will i'll give you i'll give it to you i'll give you ready all right go ahead ahead. (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say this once go ahead you are right Oh, no, no, no. She didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't say the R word. But. Uh-huh. I'm going to go but. All right, go. Sometimes letting a little, let them figure it out. It takes yeah. a little bit too long. And especially when you have a CEO that wants results like right away. tomorrow. Yesterday. They have no concept of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm sorry. You had 17 projects and three hours of no sleep. Yeah, no, we need this like tomorrow. But that's the thing, right? So, you know, and and this is just off topic here because we're just going crazy. (laughs) And again, we're uncontrollable. So that's a normal thing for us. But it's just to show you, right? Where executives have so many different personalities and how do you mesh with them, right? How do you you stay complacent with what you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Where do you want to work? Are you happy with your situation? So, and, and, and this kind of actually plays into the whole interviewing process because what tends to happen is sometimes we have an idea or an expectation in our heads of what kind of position and job we want to get into or what company we want to get into. Like, I know, I don't know for you, but I know for me, like when I first got out of college, I was like, oh. I would love to work for Google <laughs> because I had a nice room to it. Everybody always said, oh, they're a great company for work for. They get benefits. They get free time. They get ice cream uh-huh. on Fridays. And it sounds like just a, oh, that sounds wonderful. They have a trampoline in the backyard. Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a fishbowl that they nap in. Exactly. Like, and yeah, that, that sounds wonderful. Until 
does until you really realize does that company ethics does the company vibe or even what's the word i'm looking for does the company culture match what i'm looking for because yeah it's nice to have a big title on my resume but if i hate working there and i hate the people i work with and i hate the company culture and i just don't agree with half of their ethics okay half of you will say like i did it pays the bills exactly and then you have somebody coming along and saying don't worry it's only a bus stop never settle for it <laughs> you can kind of get a hint of who would be that person yes that stop. would be me I, and i get it i come from the roots that where it's like listen we we got bills to pay we got a life to live yes that, but don't ever settle of but course not i made a very big mistake when i was younger don't ever settle because you end up being where you grow Yes. So that same energy, that same leadership, that same culture is what builds you up. Exactly. And you can try your hardest to say, they're not going to affect me. <laughs> it's it's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. They will. Exactly. They will, and the one thing you don't want to do is build bad habits. No. Because not only will you build bad habits, but you'll go on to interview at another company and bring those habits with you. Yes. And it won't be until somebody else you run into in your, your field says, whoa, what are you doing here? Wait, who taught you that? And why are you why are you saying that? And that's not okay to say. So my recommendation here is whether you get into a company that you're unsatisfied with, take the experience, right? The time frame that you should be there and a year and a half tops, get as much as you can absorb Right. And then from there, analyze what you came out of and go searching elsewhere. Don't ever settle. <laughs> like I said before, it's always a bus stop. Right. And and let me, you said year and a half. I am OK with a year and a half, but don't continue to make the habit of it being a bus stop. Because I do run into those resumes that come across. Well, you got hoppers, right? You got hoppers. Of course. You got the hoppers that that stay a year tops anywhere. And then they're looking for some next best thing. Like they're going to discover something. You cannot learn the basics and really build some roots unless you stay somewhere. And where you stay should not be determined on the company culture, but rather the manager that's managing you so if you're not crazy about the company culture i'm not saying leave tomorrow and try to find your dream job that takes time and sometimes sometimes this world will have you hop through a couple jobs until you find the right one i'm not saying that but i'm still hopping people i'm still hopping so don't get it wrong don't get it twisted no and and sometimes these things take time but you want to work for the right kind of people You want to make sure that the manager that you're reporting to has your best interest at heart. Yes. Is looking to grow you, is going to be honest with you. Transparency. Transparency, 100%. It's going to be 100% honest. And it's going to tell you where your shortcomings are and really help you grow to where you have the potential to grow. Everybody has a cap and that's okay. Our jobs as managers is to push you to get to that cap. And so you realize, hey... I think I want to try something else and that's fine, but it's experiencing and learning and growing the roots. If you hop around too much, it's, it's just, not going to look good on your paper. 
And with resumes, I know they're a little bit irrelevant and they're antiquated, but for the old school people that still appreciate resumes and seeing somewhat of what you have conquered through your career path, always remember, you always have to brush it up. You always have to intune it, just like you do your cars, just like you do your cell phones. Always remember, whatever you take out of that company, always put it on paper. In getting back to the resumes and the interviewing, another pet peeve of mine on interviewing. When you're sitting in with the interviewing manager, do me a favor. Shut your phone off. Don't shoot gum. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Don't. It is, it's the same thing as if you were going on a date with somebody. You would not be talking on the phone. Do people really person. go on dates? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what these young cats do. But listen, it drives me nuts when we're talking. And I'm trying to get the meat and potatoes out of you. What is it that you're looking for? Are you going to be a good fit? And you turn to me and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't shut my phone off. And it starts buzzing and ringing. You knew the time scheduled for the interview. Divvy that time out in your life the same yes. way you would if you were going to church or you were going on a date or you were going or to you just or meditating, yes. Yeah, or just taking time for yourself. Take that, have that enough respect for the person across the table taking their time to interview you. Shut your phone off way ahead of time. Don't text, don't chew gum, just manners. Exactly. Manners. So giving you an example of several opportunities and several stories that I came across with the job interview process. I mean, as far as job fairs, as far as <laughs> going one-on-ones, leave your kids alone. Leave your kids behind, please. And make sure. Kids, oh, you. my goodness. Exactly. <laughs> I had this one lady that came into the interview process with her kids, a carriage, and uh, basically a newborn. Leave those kids alone because right away by you bringing the kids, you're already telling me that you don't have babysitting options and you are not going to be able to stay in compliance with your attendance. Another factor is your uniform, right? Several companies do provide you with uniforms. And yet when you're going into the career fairs, you come in with your pants below your knees and you're showing your underwear the jeans have holes. You have all these different colors on you. Come on, folks. I know. I know you're trying to be in the trends. I mean, is it really a trend still with those pants? Come on, guys. Like, seriously? You know, it, people don't really look. They don't look at no, themselves. No, I, I just don't get it. Like, come on. Listen, I live in the urban community, and I love and appreciate my hip-hoppers, but... Those pants on the by the knees, it's not a good look. And I know some of you are probably saying, oh, that's really hypocritical. You're not being open-minded. No, that's not even a style. This is the trend. Everybody's wearing it. We don't care. Yes. So if, we, if you see a job fair posted somewhere in the internet world or somewhere in a social gathering, please remember... Please put a belt on. The jean has to be on the waist. Come and, on. And for all you young men out there, get a suit that fits. <laughs> not your church size, not your hip hop size. Like, get a suit that fits. And if you don't know, that's fine. Go to any one of these stores and ask the tailor, does this fit me? 
Because I can't tell you the amount of times I see men coming in for interviews and their pants are like three times the size of what they're supposed to be wearing. And they're trying to like clean themselves up. And what you don't realize is even if you, you aren't coming in with your pants below your waist and all this craziness, you're actually coming in dressed professionally. If your suit is too big, you look like a fool. It, it's wrinkled. <laughs> it's wrinkled. It's just not... And again, I know we're getting into more of like, present yourself well. Yes. You know, present yourself like this is the job you want. Hair has to be done, people. Ladies. Please. No, no, this is not a Friday night, man. And we're dealing with security. Just to give you an example, we've dealt with security. We dealt with janitorial services. We've done with the airports. We've dealt with marketing professionals. We've dealt with retail professionals. Yes. And please keep in mind that we do check your social media. <laughs> okay. So getting into that, anybody who's coming into HR, we're going we're gonna to tell you like it is. You're a little stalker. Yes. We're all stalkers. We got to check who's trying <laughs> to come in. We, if you're in recruitment, you know, I have to find the right pick for this department. I know the department head. I know the department supervisors and the managers. I know everybody in between. I got to find the right pick. That means you got to do your due diligence. You got you to look them up. And now with social media the way it is, it's if not you safe, have a people. social media account and you were coming out of college looking for a job, clean yourself up. Make sure you clean that social media up. Clean it up. I don't care if you try to create a new account under another alias. Trust me, if anything's linked to you, we will find it. Exactly. <laughs> and it is not cute because you think, right? You think, oh, I'm sure the person looking at this kind of everybody has a soul. Everybody has an Instagram. Everybody has a TikTok. Everybody has no. I'm telling you, that becomes the topic of conversation and joke with the rest of the recruiters. It becomes a laughing stock. Yes. And you don't even know it. You're coming in for an interview and you're like, I'm so excited to interview for this job. Meanwhile, all six recruiters were laughing at your TikTok and saying, oh, this girl's trying? Yes. So just be careful. I mean, I'm all for the entrepreneurship, selling of the crystals, selling of the plants, selling of whatever situation you're trying to sell. But please be careful when posting information and then you're going into a job, right? We don't want to see you selling items like adult Sexual toys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we actually had a situation a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> and oh man, she. I'll say this: the girl was. She was fantastic. a sweetheart. She was a sweetheart. Fantastic. If I could have hired anybody in that specific department, it would have been her. Because yes. She had the personality. personality. Yes. She had the drive. She was just. She's just a sweetheart and she had the knowledge. But can I tell you, when she came into interview and found out what she was selling on the internet? Adult sexual toys, people. That, that became the Made topic. out of crystals. Yeah. That became the topic for the whole department. Everybody wanted to meet this girl. And the guys were lining up around the corner. They were like, yes. wait a minute, who is this girl who's starting? I need to be her best friend and find out where she's starting. Yes. But again, kudos to her to starting a store on her own. But and, just be careful. And this 
This goes to all the newbies. If you think departments don't talk to each other. Oh, we sure do. Oh, man. It is good. It is good stuff. Yes. <laughs> In these bigger companies, you, your departments are segregated. But you will best believe during lunchtime, during any opportunity to just stretch your legs and go to the other side of the office, whatever is the hot topic of tea that day, tea time happens. Yes. Tea time happens. You can be at the water cooler, tea time's going to happen. You can be going to the bathroom and tea time will happen. So again, if you're selling anything you want people to know about, don't put it out. <laughs> be very discreet. Yeah, because it, and, and it's horrible because you start a job and you're already like anxiety times 10 because you don't know anybody you're dealing with. You don't want to find out three or four weeks later. No, that everybody knew. Exactly. Everybody knew what you were up to even before you started rolling into those doors. And I will say this. The newbies coming in and interviewing. If you get past your first or second round of interviews and you're going to meet the executive, don't be intimidated. They're people too. Some of them are going to walk around like they're high and mighty and the world owes them something, for sure. But good, really, really good executives will not. They will treat you like you're a person, like you matter, and you're they're interested in getting to know who you are. Yes. But even if you're, you haven't had a single HR job in your life, don't be intimidated by that. We, I mean, I can speak for myself. I love newbies. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me I'm crazy from time to time because yes. she's like, oh no, she's I'm tired. too green. I'm tired. She's, she's a little bit more seasoned than me, but I, I love the green ones. The green ones. You I can have them all, girl. You can have them all. Get them, find their, the roots and, and, you know, deal with the, the CEOs having some expectations of my department that just aren't going to match where they're going. But, that's okay. It makes it fun. Of course. And not saying that I don't like newbies. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't have time for that right now. I'll give them all to Jay. I'm the gatekeeper. That's yes. just how this works. I, I am ready to polish you up. I am ready to sit down with you and just go over exactly what is the functionality that you belong to. I will tell you that you don't belong here, you belong there, and I will teach you as much as you can. And I like the self-discovery. I like for you, I play the games, so I'll, I'll be like, oh, where do you think you see yourself? And I'll probably get a response like, and it's never, you know, it's never the ones that nobody likes. I get the response of, I want to do investigations, and I, I want to talk to the people. I want, I want to do, you know, data entry, but not too much of that. I, w I really want to do investigations. And then you'll never get the ones that go, I want to do benefits. No, <laughs> I don't even like benefits. <laughs> and then I, I just sit there most of the times and I look at them, I shake my head and I smile. And I said, cool, sure. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll let you roll with it. And I'll give you all the guidelines you want. But if I know your personality doesn't fit in that, I'm just going to yes you and be like, yeah, you want you want investigations? Sure, you want investigations. But in the back of my head, I'm like, she don't be in benefits in three months. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's all about enforcing. It's all about educating, and it's all about fitting. 
right? So when you go into a culture where you don't know anything, you're still fresh off the college path, you know, we're there to support you. We're there to guide you. We're there to assist, right? Don't get us wrong. We want the best for you. But at the end, before you even start with this interview process, always be prepared. Do your homework. Contact us if you have any questions. Contact whoever, your professionals, your physicians, your professors, and just get some guidance before you even start. Once you get started, do your research as you know, you do your essays or, you know, you do your research papers. And at the end, when you're ready, you're ready. Always have that mentality that you are capable and you are ready to take it and own it. And at the end of the day, you have it. All right. So don't, you know, and of course, you're going to get those rejections. Don't get it twisted. You're always going to go through it. I go through it sometimes to times because I like to go into the, you know, indie portals just to check it out, you know, just to see what they're asking, because that's part of what HR does. And I see it and I get the rejection notices. So it's a normal process. And, And be honest, be honest. If you don't know something and you're at an interview and they ask you, just say, you know, I I heard about it, but I don't know it. Be honest, because that helps us kind of assess where you're at in your journey and where you still need to learn. And again, if you are a good fit. Now, we want to help along your journey. If you have any questions, you reach out to us. But again, I'm going to go back to what I said before. Don't pick a company over the title over your pay, over anything. Yes, money makes the world go around and it helps pay the bills. But you really want to make sure that the leader that you're interviewing with and who you're reporting to is going to be one that is not going to waste your time. Because you want somebody that's going to care about your growth and development as much as they care about the company's bottom line. Correct. And that comes with the honesty factor. Not every manager is going to be honest with you. You got to listen to that little tiny good inside. Yes. And if you don't have it, just call me because I'm good at reading that. <laughs> so these managers, um, I want to say, I don't know, maybe it's a fair assessment. 60% of them care about your growth and development. Maybe I'm being a little optimistic. She's being You are. Um, I am. I am. <laughs> listen, and, and one thing I tell my staff, I, I currently have a staff of six. You know, at the end, it's all about the beneficial factor for them to grow and excel. And it's all about transparency for me. If you don't have a manager that supports you or provides you with the actual truth of what's really going on within the culture of the company, then be prepared to leave. Be prepared to report because they're not looking out for you. They're just looking out for the company. And I get it. HR should be working for the company. Yep. But in actuality, HR is there to support you. And a lot of the companies will hire any HR professional. And that's what they want to hear. They want to hear that you are there for the company and solely for the company. You are the gatekeeper and you are going to protect the company. And that is essentially your job. But there needs to be a balance. There definitely needs to be a balance. And if it comes to yourself, if it comes to your team, if it comes to developing, you want to make sure that you're putting yourself first and you're being honest with yourself. And again, the honesty factor is a, it's a big thing. But be prepared when you're going into an HR department. Be prepared for not only 
learning and being able to take that constructive criticism, but being honest and open with your manager, saying what you don't know, what you do know. If you're in the middle of an interview and they ask you a question that you're not necessarily able to answer, be honest with that. And do your research with the company. Don't just walk in blindly because we know when somebody really cares and puts their effort forward. And be honest. Recruiters, you're trained to smell dishonesty. And that only (laughs) comes over time. Be honest in your interview. So if you're honest, you put your best foot forward, you do your due diligence, you dress presentable. Yes. You bring a resume that's not colorful. (laughs) It's just simple and to the point and you're confident in your walk and what you do and what you want to do and you and you're honest and saying hey i don't know it all i'm willing to learn but this is what i want you're going to be much more better prepared to take on any challenge that comes your way i would say totally agree with you and just remember when you're constructing your resumes please double check It's not even about looking at it on the screen. Make sure you print it out. Invest yourself in a little printer. Print it out. Go over it. You know, make sure you put your eyewear if you need eyewear. Highlight the information. Read it out loud. And then submit it. Because I've seen it so many times where there's typos. Where when you're watching, when you're looking at the screen, your eye starts playing tricks on you. So you just want to make sure, yeah, you print it, you actually have a physical copy in your hands, and you go over it. Tell a friend that's a little smarter than you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just just make sure, like, hey, did I, do I make sense on these little topics? Do I make sense on these bullet points? And then submit it. And and you know what? You said the resumes, and you just clicked in my head? Mm. Do not... <laughs> do not be warm be warm now don't talk about your pay rate no don't tell me what you want to make if i ask you that question don't tell me say i am open to negotiation do you want to know why why youngins <laughs> there is a department budget that gets put together every single year like clockwork yes. before the year ends And the department head gets this budget, and we are not allowed to go over that. Now, we know we're not allowed to go over that. We know exactly what you're worth and what the position pays for. We will try to lowball you. That is the reality. Correct. And you're going in blind because you can try to do all your research or you want and say, well, an HR generalist pays X amount of dollars in this city. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lie. Yes. <laughs> a lot of these companies, they will try to lowball you. And if you give them a number to start off with, that's where they're going to start. And they're going to start at the lowest part of it. <laughs> at the lowest part. And then you're going to think you left the conversation all excited because you got the job you wanted. And you're going to think, yeah, I hit the number I want. I'm getting this salary. Until you start and find out six months down the line that almost everybody in your department is getting paid 25% higher than you. And don't ever fret about negotiating. Yes. When you get a job opportunity and they say, for example, we're willing to give you 45 to start, always <laughs> negotiate. If you feel that you have 
better opportunities, then just tell them flat, straight out. The worst that they can say is no. And that's it. And also, again, do your due diligence. Some of the youngins will come in and I'll turn around and say, I'm going to give you 38000 to start as an admin, right? And you're a little excited because it's your first job. Do your research to make sure that your salary, because you're going to be a salary employee now, you're not going to be hourly. There's some rules and regulations federally and statewide on that. Do your due diligence to make sure that your salary is above the salary threshold for that state because the company is not going to tell you if it's not. And the only time that'll come up is if there's an audit. And I can guarantee you unless somebody calls the federal outline and says, hey, I'm getting underpaid under the salary threshold in state XYZ. Yes. They will never find out. You will be working underpaid the entire time. And that's including after five o'clock, people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And a lot of the upper executives will try to take advantage of that because you are new and you're coming into the field and you don't have a clue. And this is the HR truth, folks, where we tell you truthfully what goes on. This is what it is. This is exactly what it is. So what have we learned? We learned. Be don't, prepared. Don't be afraid to negotiate. Not at all. Make sure you have proper attire when you're going into these interview process. Make sure you double check your resume and it's not all colorful. Make sure you ask questions at the end, especially. Do you have any questions for me? Make sure you are prepared. Keep it real. Keep it honest. Don't lie because we will find out. We will find out and make sure your social media is on point. And when it comes down to salary, do your due diligence and know your worth. But be realistic. Don't go in there asking for a hundred thousand dollars salary. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Be realistic. <laughs> Shoot high, but expect low. Exactly. And at the end, always remember, we are here to support. We're here to guide you, and we're here to console you. So at the end of the day, Jay and I are here to tell you the HR truth and guide you correctly. Take it and leave it, people. Take it and leave it. Either way, we are so happy you tuned in today. Our next episode is going to be another hot topic, so please tune in if you have an opportunity to every Wednesday. All right, guys. Thank you, and you have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Bye.